this be us? Dion and Melinda. You might ask what the hell is on the agenda. Middle age is going just fine. Pour another beer and a glass of wine. Pull up your proverbial chair. Stranger, how's it going? All right, how are you? I'm good. It's been a while. Has it? Yeah, I haven't Marco Poloed you or anything because I wanted us to have actual things to talk about instead of Marco sharing Polo's. all my feelings with you all of the time. <laughs> you don't, though. So, welcome how are to the you? podcast. Yeah, welcome. You know, every welcome. week. As okay. I'm editing, I realize we never say what the name of the podcast is. We don't introduce ourselves. We're just assuming people know. Well, they do know. It's in the description. <laughs> ah. Uh, you clicked it, on it. It's not like they can just randomly be piped in, or we can be, and then they're like, who's this person talking? They have, to, they have to find us. Well, it, just in case, Yeah. I'm Melinda. Hi, Melinda. <laughs> Hi. I'm Dion. Hi, Dion. This be the podcast. That's right, where we deal with all of our shit. Sometimes we just take a very long time. Yeah. I can't pull you down. I can't pull me down. How did I do that? Hold and just drag to the middle. I am. Are oh. you? Oh. <laughs> I'm really big. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you wanted? Yes. Okay. Like the, what's that old um, sci-fi movie? The Giant Woman? Uh, Gi- giant Woman? <laughs> I don't remember. I know what you're talking about. The Giant Woman yeah, from that's Outer what Space. I have to do. Giant Woman. <laughs> Outer Space. Sci-fi. It was like a radioactivity kind of thing, wasn't it? Giant Woman sci-fi. Attack of the 50-foot woman. There you go. Yeah. Yes. And then I found this. Why do we keep putting gigantic naked women in sci-fi? I didn't know there were. I don't watch that kind of sci-fi, apparently. Attack of the 50-foot woman. I like your t-shirt. <laughs> Thank you. I had to look at it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> See the same thing. Yeah. What am I wearing? I don't even know. Hey, I do too. Or something. I don't know. Never mind. Something. Something like that. Something I like that. I just, have just completed my first day of a three-day juice cleanse. And so I'm not sure how cognizant I'm going to be of things going mm-hmm. on around me because I'm very hungry. And uh, that's. I'm going to be encouraging. I you have a little girl. bit of a headache. Yeah. I can eat during it. You can eat. I mean, I, I but you just have you to can be, eat. See, you, you already can, sound drunk. I, I, I can eat. I can eat. I can eat. I have some chickens. I have some pieces of chicken. Just chicken. Chicken nuggets? <laughs> no. Grilled no, chicken. Just pieces of chicken. Grilled chicken. <laughs> that I cooked yesterday. Good chicken. Good chicken. What do you like chicken? <laughs> so we can eat whatever you... Tell me about this. 
Well, you know, you juice can't eat cleanse. whatever you want. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Just eat whatever the you can't just you juice all your food. Chew <laughs> <laughs> no. some Chick Fil A. It's a ooh, it's a it's a mm-hmm. detox situation, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it, it's a this is actually a powder form. Uh huh. Because it was half the price of getting actual juices delivered in powder that you put in water. (laughs) And mix. And so there's seven juices. (laughs) Okay. Seven juices? Seven. So you have to spread that out over three days. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Seven times a day that you drink a juice okay so every two hours from 7 a.m to 7 Mm p.m you drink a different juice and they're all they lay it out which ones you're supposed to drink and so like the first one of the day is sort of a fruity pineapple mango-y thing which is delightful and then the second one is a green juice and it's pretty gross and then there's a there's two more one's like very carroty and one's very beet based and I don't like that mm-hmm. one um, and so you repeat all of this except for the green one you only have that once a day and then they say if you get hungry have you know a lean protein or um, some if nuts or a piece of fruit yeah yeah <laughs> I'm like 7 30 a.m going oh my god <laughs> so um, but you, you can have, uh, well we'll see it's still functioning properly <laughs> Maybe tomorrow's going to be a big day. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know. Let's see. <laughs> it's probably best not. that we're doing this today instead of tomorrow. Probably. So, yeah. Well, I, have you ever done one of these before? I have not. What drove no. you? Um, what motivated you? Just super bloated. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, maybe a little constipated. I don't know. Just need. I just felt like I needed a kickstart. I get mm-hmm. in these, you know, just ruts of I'm just eating the same things all the time and yeah. not being mindful about what I'm putting in my body. And so this mm-hmm. is I'm taking as a three day reset. Of course, okay. I made sure to drink beer last night so that I could get through the next three days with no beer. Yeah. Just you know. Just I mean, stop. I'm gonna up. go without. I might as well have a beer. I only had one though. Um, yeah. So hmm. I, I, I overate a lot this weekend and I think I just, just felt some... all blobby. Yeah. Blundy. Yeah. So we'll see. I'll let you know how it goes. Um, I'll be interested to hear. It's, uh... Could not do that. I probably could if somebody made me. Like if somebody <laughs> said, hey, I'm going to shoot you unless you don't do a three day. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, kill well, we'll you. We'll see. I've made it through one day. I am drinking oh, a Diet Coke, family. which is not on the program, but I'm having a I'm really intense headache. Sure and that's so... not. Yeah. I'm just having a little bit to try to get rid of the headache mm-hmm. before I go to bed. You know why you have a headache? Because I haven't eaten in 24 hours. You're fucking hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I am aware. I'm impressed. Don't be. I I'm think not about yet. that sometimes, but then be it's impressed like impressed on Friday. It just like I goes right. Through. Yeah. My thought just flies right across my brain, and I'm like, let's watch it go by. No. Yeah. Don't be impressed today. Be impressed Wednesday. at 7 o'clock 
Thursday evening when I've made Ooh. it through. Wait, so this is, is just today? Tuesday. Oh, it's Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll let I'm you know. I'm I'll a, keep you updated. I'm gonna need you to check in with me on that. I will. I'll do that. <laughs> I will do that. Well, I, um, I'm not juicing. No. <laughs> no. Not juicing. No. no, I'm eating better. I'm doing better with that. I'm walking a lot more. I've been walking yeah. every day. Good. I take Petey with me for two blocks because he's lazy. And then I drop him off and continue. He is not fat. I'm really offended when you say that all the time. That dog has lost weight. He has short legs. He is big boned. You can can lose weight and still be fat. I don't know if you know this. He is big boned. I feed him the required amount of food on the dog food bag. Don't shame my dog anymore. I love your dog. I'm not shaming him. I know you do. But he is fat. He is not fat. Dogs should have a little waist. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. You should be able to see the shape of his ribs and a little indentation as it go, goes into his You couldn't his hips. even fucking see the shape of his ribs when he was a puppy. Yes, you could. I have pictures. You could not. Show me. I will. Like a I will find bear. him. I will find He was so cute. There's nothing wrong with that dog. He's not fat. He has a perfect shaped body for his size. And his tiny legs. <laughs> I mean, for him to be skinnier, I would have to just not feed him at all. And that's... Maybe he needs a that. juice cleanse. <laughs> He's not fat. I've been walking him every day. Yes. For six days now. <laughs> I, am, I am proud of that dog. And you. I am proud of him too. But anyway, <laughs> I take him for two blocks and then I drop yeah. him off. Weather this week... <laughs> has been nice and then today it rained and it's been high of like 52 so hence the sweatshirt that's the sweatshirt (laughs) sweatshirt season because i've been cold and then tomorrow it'll be back up in the 70s so it's just Mm -hmm. just today is a problem yeah how was your weekend it was uh Hmm. 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 she says i got a wild hair and i thought that you know, we needed a trip to shake things up because you were taking a trip. And I thought, we need a trip. That's what we need. We need a trip to get us out of our rut. Mm-hmm. And so I spent $100 on an Airbnb in Texas. And we drove 100 miles to get there. And then um, we ate at a little diner with like six tables and had sweet tea at the uh-huh. little diner. Yeah. And uh, chicken and dressing. Uh-huh. With lots of giblet gravy on it. Mm, yum. And green beans and a side of mashed potatoes. <laughs> and a little piece of cake. Uh-huh. With a little powder, powdered sugar sprinkled on it. Yeah. And then we went back to the uh, little cabin. Where she's like an assassin? Still, yes. Yeah. It didn't quite hold up the way I remember. It's still pretty good. Yeah. You know. And then we finished that and... Uh, we tucked our little selves in bed <laughs> and slept poorly all night. Yeah. So it was, you know, we had some good conversation, I guess. Again, we could have done the same thing here. Yeah, right. Um, that's as exciting as it got. Yeah. This whole last week. I'm trying to think if anything else happened. 
I did take a laxative last night. Um, oh. That hasn't worked, just to let you know what's going on in my digestive system. <laughs> um, <laughs> thought about taking another one this morning. Yeah. And then I thought, no, I got stuff to do. If you didn't work overnight, then I can't be <clears throat> sitting in the bathroom all day. <laughs> have you have you tried a stool softener instead of a laxative? Oh, that's sometimes? what it is. Actually, oh, okay. that's what it is. It's a combo. It's a stool softener and a laxative. <laughs> It's gentle. This is going to be the open. So gentle. So gentle a child can take it. it. (laughs) So gentle that it doesn't even make you shit. Really, nothing happens. My stomach was just making funny noises last night. And then this morning I was like, God, bless. Because I'm constipated too. Yeah. (laughs) Which, that's kind of new. Not in your own bed. Mm-mm. And then I set the alarm and woke up early and fixed some coffee and packed our stuff and we came home. So yeah. it felt like, you know, we literally could have done the same thing at home. We really could have. Yeah. So. I feel you. But, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> Age. <laughs> Bitches. It's kind yeah, of new. I've never it's had new that for problem. me, too. I've always been a very regular Pooper. A regular pooper. A regular pooper. <laughs> regular <laughs> trooper pooper, if you will. Pooper trooper. <laughs> and Robert did actually go on the hike with me later, he said. Oh, yeah? Between movies, he's, I said, what do you want to watch now? And he said, well, I actually think I want to try that trail. And I said, without your walking stick? And he said, yeah. <laughs> so we went, and halfway through, he's like, this is, this is pretty lame. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Um, so that was it. How was your weekend? Um, it was pretty good. We went um, over to North Carolina mm-hmm. to um, a place called Fontana Village, which I imagine back in its heyday was really, really impressive. Mm-hmm. We've been there a couple of times. I really wanted to go somewhere different. Just, <laughs> just to go somewhere different. No, I know. My, my I husband loves to go to the same places, right? I mean, he just oh. has, there's some sort of, oh, we should go there. We should go there. And I'm like, eh, well, we could go anywhere. Okay, <laughs> fine, whatever. It's a cute little place. Um, there's, it's very, it's remote. It takes, a, you have to go on the tail of the dragon, which is US 129. Mm-hmm. Very famous in motorcycling circles. You know, it's like 300 and something curves in 11 miles so that's fun to drive for him he likes to drive you know and you get there and they they have wi-fi like in their main buildings but that's it there's no Mm -hmm. but we we took our time getting there on friday stopped at a little place that we always stop when we go there um and had lunch and um it's right next to a stream it's very pretty and then um we stayed in a little cabin and they have a restaurant on site, so you stay there the whole time, right? So we we mm-hmm. we walked quite a bit and um, ate in the little restaurant, and we went on Saturday on a hike mm-hmm. that wasn't long, but it was fairly steep, so mm-hmm. it took us a while. But we found a nice waterfall and sat by a stream and ate our lunch, and that was fun. And then Saturday night, yeah, I guess we we had a fire, but both of us, we like put the logs on the fire and we sat there for a few minutes and it was like, I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> How long is this fire going to last, do you think? 
I don't know. Maybe we should have gotten the little thing instead of the whole Duraflame log to put with the wood, you know, just the little starter. And uh, finally, it was just like, just go get some water because we're ready to go to sleep. <laughs> we can't sit by the fire anymore. And then we drove home on Sunday. And so, yeah. you know, it was nice. I was just, I told him next time I'd like to maybe try Airbnb or do something other than going to the same place. And he was like, yeah, I think we should do that. Okay. So, but we were talking when we were having lunch by the stream and we used to go camping all the time when our kids were little and we haven't been in a while. And so I said, you know, it'd be really nice to have a van. I don't love sleeping on the ground anymore. I've gotten past that point Mm -hmm. in my life, but I'm pretty sure we could get a mattress in the back of the van and rig something up so we could, you know, go vamping. That's what I told him. Mm -hmm. It would be vamping. So we found a tent that actually attaches to the hatch of the van. You're nodding your head like you knew about this. I've seen those. I did not Mm -hmm. know about this. Mm -hmm. And it makes your van part of the tent. Mm -hmm. So you can sleep off the ground in the comfort of the van, but still have the space of the tent, you know. Mm -hmm. And so we ordered one. It'll be here tomorrow. Oh, cool. (laughs) We're going camping this weekend. (laughs) That's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. We're uh, we're gonna go to a place that we've gone quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you are. <laughs> this is super cute, and uh, so and then well, we're going to a place that we haven't been at the toward mm-hmm. the end of the month. We're going to a place we've been there, but it's been. I mean, the kids were maybe four and five years old when we went, yeah. so it's been a while yeah. until we went there. So, well, that's what's fun. It's just going to new places. You know, my we whole, get so the, rutted yeah. out in our lives, especially these days. Yeah. And my whole motivation was, I want to go back out west. Mm-hmm. And we don't have the money for the kind of trips that we've taken in the past. Mm-hmm. But if it's just me and him and maybe the dogs. And the van. And the van. Then, you know, we were talking about 25, 30 bucks a night to spend yeah. the night somewhere and yeah. do all the stuff we want to do. And so. a little more adventuresome, too. Exactly. You know, because you don't know everything. You don't have an itinerary the whole trip. And that is nice. I was, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> so we'll see how it works out. I'm, nice. I'm interested to see how the tent actually works if it's. If you get, I mean, it's not a perfect seal, obviously. It just has to mm-hmm. be enough that bugs aren't flying in on you constantly. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to you see. Still how hear the crickets. Exciting. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> you have to calm it down a little bit. You're just way I, I too. Know. Uh, it's pretty much the story of my life these days. Yeah. It's just pretty, pretty, I don't know. A little blah. Yeah. That's not even the right word. I'm not depressed. Yeah. Just, um, I don't, I'm just, I don't, I'm tired of saying I don't know, but I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what it is, except it's the fucking six month, six month pandemic wall, maybe. Um, Maybe. Just a combination of a lot of things, I think. Yeah. And um, that's what's, yeah, that's what's going down. At least I'm not angry. That's good. Yeah. That's a very good thing. That's a very good thing. That's <laughs> progress. Um, 
last week we were both extremely blah, very yes. low energy. Very. And I'm just jumping into the podcast. I yeah. need to say that. Hey, we're doing the podcast now. No, no, no. Let's just things. go on. Just you. This is your show. No, it's not my show. It is your show today. <laughs> well, last week we were very blah and very um, just extremely low energy. And I have been that way for a couple weeks, you know. And um, I was a little angry, too. I don't know why. Sometimes mm-hmm. that sneaks in. Right. I felt like I'd hit a wall and we were talking about self-value and worthiness. And the more we talked about it, I just got angry <laughs> and just more uncomfortable with the mm-hmm. whole subject. And, um, I think we got to the end of it and we just, you know, kind of ended up with a word vulnerability, you know, mm-hmm. we're not vulnerable enough. Um, and so we decided to talk about vulnerability this week. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot. It's not something, um, that's where I get, I just get in a rut or overwhelmed trying to come up with podcast stuff because it, there's so much information. It's hard for me to just bring it into a, you know, this and this, and then this, and then this, and then this, and then that, <laughs> because it's not that easy. Um, right. And, uh, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the thing is all the time. And then I say things like this, which don't even make sense. But we talked about vulnerability. And then you and I have talked about the book Daring Greatly by Brene Brown for for a long time. And I got it. And then I realized I had already read it, most of it, (laughs) but didn't remember it. Mm -hmm. And then um, after the podcast, I started listening to The Gift of Imperfections, which since then I've learned you know, if you read them in order, her first book would be, um, I thought it was just me, which I haven't read that. And not that they're like, you know, right. A trilogy or anything, but she wrote them in order of what, okay, this led to this. And then this led to this much like our podcast last week led to, well, we don't fucking know what our value is in our worth. Um, and why is that? What's that about? So, um, I started listening to, uh, the gifts of imperfection and I was almost done with that. I had that on audible, um, which was the second book. So it's, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was the only, I thought it was just me, the mm-hmm. gifts of imperfection and then, uh, daring greatly. And I can't remember the subtitles. Rising. Oh yeah. I don't know. But then daring greatly and then rising strong. Right. Um, and so I did read daring greatly, although that was a year or two ago. And didn't really remember it. And then thought, well, let me go back and start gifts of imper- the Gifts of Imperfection. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I think last week, we both kept coming across, <laughs> across, not across. Across. Uh, across the subject uh, of vulnerability. It just kept popping up. Right. It's not to be avoided. Apparently not. It's the key to everything. And what did I send you? I sent you Renee in celebration of her, I think it was 10 year anniversary for the gifts of imperfection, mm-hmm. put a quiz online on her, on her website called the wholehearted inventory and just let everybody take it, you know, to kind of tell you, she talks about 10 guideposts in the gifts of imperfection. 
mm-hmm. um, that lead to what she has defined as wholehearted living. And what I like about the book so much is what I like about everything about her. She really is vulnerable, <laughs> but she fights it every step of the way, you right. know, which I think I can relate to. I'm not man. I'm totally vulnerable all the time. Just like like a little flayed open. (laughs) Your soft underbelly showing all the time. All the time. Um, That's sarcasm, by the way. She talked about how much she hated it. And how like when she, she's a researcher, so she doesn't just write books on a whim. And I also love that about her. She gathers data, you know, she does a research data, data, um, it does research <laughs> and and came up with 10, I guess, let's see, 10 qualities, not 10 qualities, behaviors, guideposts of people who were living wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And so we took that. I, if I am not making any sense. You're making just sense. Keep going. Okay, jump you, in. I promise you that I'm, I'm with you. Okay. Do you think they're with us? I don't have any idea. People are listening. (laughs) They were right until you started this bullshit. (laughs) I'm being fucking vulnerable. And you just made me feel like shit. Can't work in these conditions. (sighs) Sorry. No wonder I'm so guarded. Right, so, <clears throat> so <laughs> we both we both took the, the inventory, which we'll yes. we'll talk about that later. Right. Um, but I feel like you know we've been dancing around that word vulnerability for a year, yes, and we've we gotten we've had a few moments on the podcast where we felt extremely vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and then we would skate on to, hey, next week, let's just sit outside and have a drink and have a fun podcast. <laughs> There's birds in the, in the background. Hey, <laughs> There's birds. Hey, let's just wing it. And a lot of that was the pandemic, you know. Everybody was winging it, still sure. is, right. for the most part. Um, but then last week, you know, with both you and I in this place where we're both your new empty nester, pretty much, I'm considering myself a new empty nester because my kids are really gone and my grandson who I had done a lot of caring for over the last 13 years is good (laughs) and settled and I'm not doing as much caretaking and and I'm feeling like an empty nester too and I'm ready for some changes in my life Mm -hmm. and so it kind of has it's come you know it's like shit or get off the pot (laughs) so gotta take more laxatives for that (laughs) vulnerability is the laxative of of middle life. <laughs> it's that that's going on a t-shirt. Laxative. That's going on a t-shirt. It's both a laxative <laughs> and a stool softener <laughs> for midlife. For midlife. <laughs> and that's it, and then, you know, you and I coming across all these things during the week, little little things on Instagram, you know, right. podcasts that we listen to, just seems to be screaming at us, hello, <laughs> you thought it'd be fun <laughs> to start a podcast, let's talk about what you won't talk about, mm-hmm. <laughs> that you keep coming back to, right? Um, because it is, 
the key to, to everything. And I'm still not completely, like if I look at it like a scientific equation, I'm still like, eh, a little, I'm not really sure about that. <laughs> we'll see. About being vulnerable? Yes, being okay. the key to right, 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 right. Says, unlocking us, <laughs> literally. But I'm reading the book in a different way than I did the first time. Yeah. I'm really reading it slowly <laughs> instead of just kind of, you know, flying Are you talking it. about the Gifts of Imperfection <laughs> book or the Dare Greatly? Because okay. I'm kind of bouncing back and forth a little bit. Right. Um, so what do you think? <laughs> what do you think about that? I think that... You know, sometimes the the universe or God or whatever you choose to embody that force mm -hmm. sometimes shoves you in particular directions. Sometimes it's a very gentle nudge, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's a it's a kick in the ass. And I feel like we're somewhere in between there as far as it's just like everything that I've looked at this past week. Everything that mm -hmm. I've turned on, everything that I've read, everything that I've tried to scroll through mindlessly has come back to that idea of, of, of both of those ideas about perfectionism and its role in making us all a little sick and in vulnerability, which is really the only cure to perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when that happens over and over and over again, I just think we have no, almost no option except to explore it. And is it uncomfortable for me to talk about vulnerable things? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, of all the things that I like to do in the world, that would rank right at the bottom. Mm -hmm. somewhere underneath, you know, picking up dog <laughs> shit in my yard. Yes. Am I willing to do it? Because I think that it would be beneficial to us both. Mm -hmm. I think so. I think yeah. I am. I, I think I would rather do it with you than try to do it by myself. Do you think we can do it alone? <clears throat> you mean without do you think we need outside? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that between, I think that you and I know each other so well and have known each other so long and have, at least from my perspective, have such confidence in our friendship and our sisterhood mm -hmm. and our bond that we have with each other that I don't think there's anything that you could say to me to call me on my bullshit that would change how I feel about you. And I hope that goes the same way. You know, if, if, if you call me on my bullshit, I'm not going to be pissed. I might get pissed, but not yeah. at you. <clears throat> yeah. And so, I mean, that's really what, and I don't, like I said, I don't know. I think the, the, the structure between us is there to absorb whatever comes out of it. As long as we're both willing to push each other 
and be pushed <clears throat> by each other without having to bring in a third party, a qualified therapist, a qualified therapist <laughs> which by the way, neither of us are in case anybody oh. listening <laughs> was confused. Mm-hmm. I am a lifetime school person. I just like to be educated. I never actually did anything in anything that I got my education in. And it was not even remotely concerned with psychology. So we're not, we're just working this out on our own. Yeah. We're hoping some people might gain something down the road, but we're not qualified therapy, therapists, therapizers. Um, well, we believe in I them think... though, and we're, we're for them. Yeah. And if you're using this for any kind of therapy, then get your ass to a therapist. That's all I would say. Yeah. Because this is just self-exploration with a side of self-deprecating humor. Well, let's talk about the vulnerability definition that Brene would give. Okay. Um, according to, not, you know, according to Brene Brown, but the definition that, yes, according to Brene Brown, that she came up with was the feeling we get during times of uncertainty, risk, or emotional exposure. This includes times when we're showing our feelings and we're not sure what people will think and times when we really care about something and people will know that we're sad or disappointed when it doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess for this, the the first part, the feeling we get during times of uncertainty, risk, or emotional exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how that came about is because we're talking about, you know, I'm talking about transitioning from what I'm doing now to maybe my, to my own business. <laughs> You're wanting to expand your b- business of creating and, mm-hmm. and, selling your your pottery and your art um and how hard that is for us and how we just feel stuck when you read that definition then yeah because those are that's all of those things it's a very uncertain it's very big risk in so many ways you know whether it's financial Mm -hmm. just emotional um it's it's a big deal um but I do, I really feel like over the last week, I know that it's the only, it's the only way to get to that next level. You know, it's the fear of being vulnerable has what's kept me playing it safe, I think, for most right. of my life. And that's in every area. That's even in expressing my opinions around people who might be strongly opinionated. And I may have a different opinion, but then I don't want to express it because I feel like I don't, maybe I'm not right. <laughs> maybe I can't say it in a way that they could understand, you know, mm-hmm. maybe they're going to guffaw me or, you know, lecture me because I'm wrong. So, mm-hmm. so many times in my life, I've not said anything when I had so much to say. Right. Um, all of those things. But yeah. I know in my gut, I feel I'm ready I can't, I, I, the idea of living the rest of my life, playing it safe is more fearful to me at this point than the fear of the vulnerability itself. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and what I would want to at least say that I tried this when I'm 99, because right. I'm going to live to be a hundred. Okay. That I tried, you know, and, and also believing that 
I can. It's. I don't think it's going to be just, I tried when I'm 99. Well, I tried this and that shit didn't work out, but at least I tried. <laughs> I could have a completely different life if I just take that risk. Right. So where do you think our aversion to vulnerability came from? I don't, is anybody, does anybody come out um, happily embracing vulnerability? I mean, you think about Mm -hmm. babies when they're born at their most vulnerable, the first thing they look for is somebody to wrap them up and to care Mm -hmm. for them, right? And so none of us like it. I think that some people handle it better, I assume. I don't know. I don't know that they do. I think everybody has it. It's just yeah. an awareness of it. Um, I think that a lot of it comes from those, I don't know, middle school days when maybe you took a risk or maybe even earlier, you know, you took a risk and you got smacked down and yeah. it hurt and nobody could make it feel better. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's certainly a lot of, when you think about that, that first crush that you had in whatever grade, let's say fourth or fifth grade, that first boy that you thought, oh, he is so cute. And you wrote the little note that said, you know, dear Bob, mm-hmm. will you go with me? Yes or no? Circle one. His name was Todd, not Bob. And then <laughs> it's no one's name, Bob in the fourth grade. <laughs> so, and then the note comes back to you and it says, no, <laughs> not today. or there's like, yes, no, or maybe, you know, yes, no, maybe. And it comes back and it says, no. And like, you just, wants maybe <laughs> I would, t- I would have taken maybe, maybe like kind of, you know, playing hard yeah. to get. That's okay. But to come, for it to come back, no. And then mm-hmm. everybody in line of the note that you passed over back in the olden days knew exactly what that note said because that's the only kind of notes you pass at that point. So everybody knows that you went out on this limb and you threw your heart at Todd and then it comes back as a no. And they all know it's a no because you're not, you know, making googly eyes later in the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so... If you internalize that and you feel, for whatever reason, less than or like it was, there's something about you that's undesirable or unlovable, and you never deal with it, you don't go talk to somebody. Well, I, you know, asked Todd if he wanted to go with me, and he said no. And they explain, you know, fourth grade boys are assholes, and don't worry about it. There's plenty other fish in the sea. Whatever you internalize that stuff then it just sets up some risk averse kind of behavior. You know, I'm not going to ask the next boy because he might do the same thing. And then I'll be humiliated in front of the whole fifth grade class now. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, definitely those things start in childhood for sure. Um, My first crush was a guy named Stanley in kindergarten. Oh, Stanley. Stanley. And I remember thinking, uh, I remember I liked him so much. You know, I would just stare at him from across the room. And I remember thinking that it would be a great idea to go up behind him one day and just kind of imitate what I'd seen my mom do, which was go up behind my dad while he was cooking or something and just put her arms around him and rest her head on his his shoulder, on his back. 
which is very fucking weird when you're five <laughs> years old. <laughs> felt so normal. I felt like that was a really good move to express my love for yeah. him. And I freaked him out and he told the teacher and I got in trouble for invading his private space. And Wow, that was very progressive um, for the 70s. <laughs> well... And yeah, that probably shaped the rest of my life because yeah. I never spoke to anyone for <laughs> a long time after that. <laughs> um, I wonder though, you know, like I, I think, it, I, and I sometimes I don't like, I don't like to always put things in a category because we're all human and we all have, you know, men have been taught to not show their feelings. Um, and women in a, in a, in our fight to be equal, you know, and to find our place, I think sometimes we've picked up on that quality or not. Yeah. That characteristic too, mm-hmm. where it's, it's a sign of weakness to show vulnerability. You know, um, we need to put that wall up. Right. Um, I think we let the wall down more. If you can find a friend, like the friendship that we have, where we can let that wall down from time to time, then that's a gift. But I know a lot of women, I I know of one particular woman that I know of, who I think is extremely smart. She's, she's, she's built a company from the ground up, but she's been holding on to that for so long that she cannot let anyone in, doesn't know how to. Right. And I think with women, you know, don't just suck it up, buttercup. Um, it, it's seen as weak and by, by a lot of people. And because we feel like we have to make that extra effort to, to be taken seriously, you know, cause if you start crying, God knows, <laughs> well, you're emotional. Right. Um, you're just, what are you, you, know, you need to get a hold something? of yourself. Yeah. So I think some of it comes from that too. Yeah. I know it has for me for sure. Because in my second marriage, I, you know, I've, I had to fight. You don't show weakness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just turn it over to God. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know. Cast your cares trust. upon the Lord. Just cast your cares and um, don't complain. This, this world is temporary. You know, this is not the big prize and we're going to be in heaven one day. Just whatever, but completely ignoring anything that's valid on this right. plane, you know, on this earth. Mm-hmm. Just lots of reasons. Yeah, I wonder if there's some sort of also innate, inborn predilection for it as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And just thinking back when when I was a kid, very young, like at the age where I would get in trouble and get sent to my room and my mother would come in and have to spank me. I, you know, it used to piss her off because I would throw up my wall. And yeah. she would, she wanted me to show remorse or show fear. I don't know what she wanted, but I wouldn't do it. She wanted a reaction. She wanted right. you to break. Right. And I wouldn't do it. And yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why that was in me, but my youngest son is very, very similar. And mm-hmm. he was raised very differently than I was. Yeah. And he was, he was taught it's okay to cry as a man. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. go ahead, let it out, cry. And that child when he was probably seven years old, he had a bike rack, went down the, a big ditch where they were building a new road right behind mm-hmm. our subdivision and went over the handlebars. And I was sitting out on the front porch and one of the other boys that lived in the neighborhood, I don't think it was Derek, but another boy came running up 
Joshua had a bike wreck. Joshua had a bike wreck. And I look, and here's this little, you know, blonde-headed, skinny-as-fuck child walking across the cul-de-sac with his hands clenched like this, going... (laughs) He was not going to cry in front of those boys. He was not going to cry in front of anybody until he got in the house and felt safe. And then then he cried with me. But, oh my gosh, you know what I mean? We didn't teach him that. He didn't he didn't go to school yeah, so he, it wasn't he like feel... he learned it on the playground it was yeah. just i can't let this out i can't let anybody see me cry this way um so some of it's got to be you know just your innate understanding of how the world works mm-hmm. that contributes because there's so many people who just gloss right through life putting their shit out there all over the place Mm-hmm. And never seem to have any of this, the, the clench that the clench, I get. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, so I know, how do you recognize it when it shows up? Like, what is your, what does your body feel like? Don't you feel it in your body? Oh, it's a clench. When it's you're in my, that moment. Yeah. And I, I get hot. <clears throat> like it's not embarrassed, but it's kind of, I mean, the, the sensation is like when you're, you've just done something silly and everybody saw you fall or whatever and you get embarrassed right but it's that heat and it starts sort of like in the right in the heart right in the middle Mm -hmm. and then like everything about me christmas hallmark commercial you know where Mm -hmm. somebody's been gone for a long time (laughs) or there's puppies yeah Um, (laughs) no i don't cry for real things very much yeah yeah i feel it in the same the same place Um, I get angry though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get angry when I feel like I'm being put on the spot and the anger is, I don't know what to do with the anger, you know, and I think sometimes the person on the other side feels it like it's directed mm-hmm. at them and maybe it is because I don't know what to do with that, but I want the whole situation to go away and I want it to go away right now. Right. <laughs> So, but I do feel it right here in my chest, yeah. you know, it's, it's a crazy feeling, um, like a caged animal Yeah. <laughs> in a way. And my middle child, I think she's pretty steely when it comes to yeah. letting that stuff go, you know, right. she won't break. <laughs> you and me were like fire and ice. That's what it is. Fire and ice. Yeah. You yeah, get all exactly. angry and I'm like, <laughs> I think so. What got me thinking about the next day after we did the self-value and the worthiness and why can't we, why do we feel this way about ourselves? Why do we have a hard time expressing ourselves when it comes to our worth, you know? And so I went for a walk the next morning and I I was at guidepost number nine in the gifts of imperfection, Mm -hmm. which is cultivating meaningful work. So we were talking about how all these things kept coming up after our podcast which when we finished our podcast I felt like that sucked that just felt like we just floundered around and so I got to this book about meaningful work and it talks about this this part really kind of spoke to me early in this research it was clear to me that living a wholehearted life included engaging in what many people I interviewed called meaningful work I don't feel like I have meaningful work right now. Mm -hmm. 
Um, others spoke of having a calling, and some simply described feeling a tremendous sense of accomplishment and purpose from their work. It all seemed pretty straightforward, except for this pesky list of words that emerged as being important and somehow connected to the quest for meaningful work. Gifts and talents, spirituality, making a living, commitment, supposed to, and self-doubt. I say pesky because it took me a long time to figure out how they all worked together. The exhausted part of me wanted to forget about these extra words, much like... I'm not going to go on to read that part. Um, I wanted to stand back and give a little shake and say, good enough, these must be extras. But I couldn't, so I took apart the idea of meaningful work, interviewed more participants, found the connections, and rebuilt the guidepost. This is what emerged. We all have gifts and talents. When we cultivate these gifts and share them with the world, we create a sense of meaning and purpose in our lives. Squandering our gifts brings distress to our lives. As it turns out, it's not merely benign or too bad if we don't use the gifts that we've been given. We pay for it with our emotional and physical well-being. When we don't use our talents to cultivate meaningful work, we struggle. We feel disconnected and weighed down by feelings of emptiness, frustration, resentment, shame, disappointment, fear, and even grief. That really spoke to me mm-hmm. because that's how I feel lately is yeah. disconnected, weighed down, feelings of emptiness. Right. You know, that's a big one. Um, resentment. Oh, mm. my God. Maybe not shame so much, but I don't know because I haven't really talked about vulnerability. (laughs) You know, really done disappointment, fear, and even grief. So that part of it made me really see it in a different way, like doing whatever I need to do to step forward and and create something for myself. You know, Um, I'm squandering my gifts I'm squandering my life if I don't if I don't try if I don't do it not try right. if I don't do it because there is no try um, do, or do not yeah it's not as it turns out it's not merely benign or too bad if we don't use the gifts that we're given we pay for it with our emotional and physical well-being right and just reading that made it feel so much more important you know instead of just another business venture or something right it gives it a um, sense it feels, of urgency. It does. And, you know, it just totally changed the way that I'm that I'm looking at it. And I know I'm scared to do it for, for whatever reasons that I have. But I'm not, I'm never not going to be scared. Right. <laughs> you know, right. that's never going to go away. It's, it's always going to be there. But like I said earlier, I'm more afraid of not doing it. That fear is bigger than the fear of not, you right. know, moving forward. And so it all comes back to vulnerability. It does. And, you know, and to, in a sense, it, it circles back to courage as well. Mm-hmm. Because it takes a lot of courage to be vulnerable. If courage is, you know, what doing, doing the thing despite the fear. It's not, it's not a lack of fear. It's doing the thing even though you have fear. Right. And she even says that in the book that there are three things you need. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's courage, courage, compassion, connection, and connection. compassion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, that was really, I don't know. It's, I could just see how it's all tied together, you know, and how important it is. Right. And so we took this wholehearted inventory Yep. and I'm curious about your results. Because now what I want to do after taking this, this little 
inventory to see where I'm at with each of the 10 guideposts that she writes about in the Gifts of Imperfection is to, um, I'm probably going to go back and read the Gifts of Imperfection again. I, I am, I did start it again. Yeah, I'm about halfway it's through It's different it. to me when I listen to a book yeah. and when I read it. Um, right. I really want the paper book because I really, yeah. I like to do this. I like to write notes in it and to <laughs> fold pages down so I can say, for me, it's so much easier to go, you know, there's this one part where I flip through the book instead of, hold on, I can't find it. <laughs> it's small. I can't see it. Oh, my screen's blacked out. That's just frustrates me. So anyway, go back, having this wholehearted inventory with me, read the book again, mm-hmm. and then read Darren Greatly. And then Braving the Wilderness. Is that it? I think that... Um... Rising Strong. Rising Strong strong. is the next one. And it's, you know, it's funny because we've talked about these books for so long, or Daring Greatly. Yeah. But like we were talking about last week, I guess, you know, when you're ready to learn the lesson, you can see all these things all the time, but you don't really see them. Right. (laughs) And also, Um, just being honest and a little vulnerable mm -hmm. here, there's, I get to a certain part in Daring Greatly Mm-hmm. where I get really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I've never finished the book. I've started it. I have a paper copy. I have a Kindle copy. <laughs> I've started it multiple times. The DVD. And I <laughs> get a to a certain point and nope, I'm going to go read something about fairies because mm-hmm. that's just too much. I can't deal with it. I'm going to go back over here. And that's that's a lot of times how I deal with that uncomfortable feeling as is you know fight or flight and i'm just gonna flight yeah and that's and and i've done the same thing i started in gifts of imperfection and i got i have you know on the kindle at 46 percent i'm like i'm gonna take a break now (laughs) i'm gonna go read something else i'm just feeling a little (laughs) clenched yeah you're scared a little scared and so I need some courage, but I did do the wholehearted inventory and I can see Mm -hmm. why I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. So it becomes really clear why I'm scared. When you, when you go and you can go to Brene's website and uh, I think it's under wholehearted. I don't know if it says wholehearted inventory for the gifts of imperfection. Yeah. Um, And I'll put 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 a link to that. Yeah. And you can take the inventory yourself. And it's very short. It takes about 10 or 15 minutes, I think. And so she breaks it down to 10, um, what do you call that? A bar graph? Yeah. And it's, so it's for, just like a spectrum from yes, one end to you. the other. Yes. And so for each, all of the, the uh, guideposts. And so on one side to the far left is letting go of. So this is where you're at on this. And, you know, that's, that's, wait. Letting go of and then cultivating on the other side. Yeah. So that meaning letting go of, not meaning that you've let go of this, right? This is where you're at in letting go of this. Is that how you read it? I read it as the farther to the left. So let's just look at guidepost one is letting go Mm -hmm. of what people think. Mm -hmm. The farther that little green line is to the left, the less you have let go of what people think. And the okay, farther the green line goes over to cultivating authenticity, the more you've let go of what people think, which yeah. leads you to cultivating authenticity. Right. Gotcha. Does that make sense? And this is a journey. 
right. journey that we're on and not even knowing that we've been on the journey. No. I would just like to say some of we, these things I didn't even know I wasn't even working on. It, so <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> Do you want to talk about yours first? Um, if you want me to, I can. Do or you want to talk me? about each one at a, just, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it that way. Okay. So go with the first one. How did you do on guidepost one? What people think. Okay. So. Or authenticity. I would say, I wish it gave a percentage or something that would make me happy. <laughs> you would. <laughs> but it doesn't. And so I'm just going <clears> to <throat> estimate that I'm in about, so I'm less than halfway to authenticity. But mm -hmm. I'm more than a third of the way. So I would say 40%. Yeah, that's about where I'm at. 50% in the middle. And then we'll back it off or go forward. So I'm at, I'm at about 40% <clears throat> of letting second, go of what people think. So I still have. Yeah, I'm about at about 40% too. So if the E on guidepost is about mm -hmm. 50%. Oh, well then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right there. Yeah, I'm. I may be a little bit further, but I may have not answered. You know, well, that might be about forty. Well, You're closer to the G. <laughs> a little closer. Yeah, which surprises me. I would have thought you would have been all the way, almost to the end. Of authenticity. Um, yeah, not giving I'm... a shit of what people think. So that may be part of my facade. <laughs> You're uncomfortable. <laughs> Being honest. I'm yes, good at are. letting people. Oh, look, there's that oh. color. I like the color. Letting okay. people think I don't care what people think. That's part of my, mm -hmm. it's part of my charm. Oh. <laughs> so that's guidepost one. Yeah. Letting go of. All right. Where are you on two? So letting go of perfection mm -hmm. to cultivating self-compassion. I am less than the previous one me too so I'm closer I'd say 30, to the perfection yeah i would say 30, 35 percent i think and then okay so then guidepost number three numbing and powerlessness i'm close to 50 there i'm probably 45 yeah i'm over i'm right over the 50 percent mark yeah which also surprised me hmm. so maybe i'm a little hard on myself yeah. But I guess if you look at the opposite end of the spectrum, numbing and powerlessness and then cultivating resilient spirit. Yeah. Um, I do think I'm resilient. <laughs> I'm getting there. Guidepost number four, letting go of scarcity and fear of the dark towards cultivating gratitude and joy. Where are you mm -hmm. there? I'm probably about 45% again. I'm just under 50%. Mm-hmm. How about you? I think I'm about 40, 48. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm close to the E. Oh, well then I, I'm at the U, so I'm less than you. <laughs> no, I, well, I'm at the U too, which is close to the E. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not next to, but close. Uh -huh. <laughs> so we're about the same there. Yeah. Um, guidepost number six, letting go of comparison and cultivating creativity. Where are mm -hmm. you on that one? I'm between the P and the O, which surprised me. I thought I would wow. be lower than that. I am below the G. So yeah. I'm probably, that's where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that is. 
All right, so letting go of exhaustion as a status symbol and productivity as self-worth cult towards cultivating play and rest. Yeah, I'm about at the O again. Okay. I am below the G. I am probably, hmm. if number one was 40%, then I'm probably mm -hmm. at 45% on that. Yeah. Still lower than, but it's a journey. It's a journey. It is. It is a journey. Um, letting go of, so guidepost number eight, letting go of anxiety as a lifestyle, cultivating calm and stillness. I am to the U. I'm at the U. Yeah. What about you? It's going to be a <laughs> shocker. Is it? I'm at maybe, well, I'm going to call it 30%. Okay. Okay. Are you shocked by that? I am actually. Hmm. Maybe again, it's the facade. Because I don't see you as being an anxious person at all. Yeah. I, uh... You're very good at managing all of your emotions. My steely-eyed. Your steely-eyed. Missile man. Okay, so letting go of, on guidepost number nine, letting go of self-doubt and supposed to mm -hmm. towards meaningful work. Yeah, I'm almost to the G. I'm not. That's my lowest. Yeah. I am. I'm not far. <laughs> I'm probably at 30% on that. Yeah. I'd say. Self-doubt and supposed to towards meaningful work, which, yeah, that sounds about right. That's mm -hmm. not a real big surprise. Um, letting go of being cool. Guidepost number, guidepost number 10. Letting go of being cool and always in control as opposed to cultivating laughter, song, and dance. Mm -hmm. I am uh, probably at 40, 45%. Yeah. I'm, I'm just bef right before you get to the G. Mm -hmm. But you're always cool and in control. <laughs> Apparently I'm working on letting go of that. <laughs> oh, that's not a good thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> My lowest being anxiety as a lifestyle. Okay, yeah. I don't dance. We didn't dance growing up, so now yeah. I can't. I blame my parents. That's why I want to take a hip-hop <laughs> class. Um, all right, and so then the last one. Well, what does that mean? During I, think it's just, I think it's an average. The, I think it's sort of like if right. you put everything together or it's not really oh, even an okay. average because it's mine's more than gotcha. what I would say the average, but it's just sort of the letting go of unclear and uncommitted values and cultivating mm -hmm. value, clarity, and commitment. So it's just, mm -hmm. where are you on the journey? I think on the journey. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm a little more than 50%. Mm-hmm. Well, if 50 is the E on guidepost, yeah, I'm not quite there. Mm -hmm. I'm probably about 45. Oh. Um, that self-doubt and supposed to really took me down. Yeah. Um, also, perfectionism. Right. <laughs> those are my two. Those are my two that I am the lowest on. Not to yeah. say I don't have work to do on all of these things. But, um, right. Yeah, my lowest were perfectionism and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. So what do you think we do from here? What do you want to do? What do you want to do, Dion? <laughs> I want to take a nap. 
You know what? Um, we don't have to decide this right now. No, we Obviously, don't. Obviously, we know what we have work to do before this shit show of a year is completed. Right. And, you know, you hear all the time about making changes. And you never make a change until it's too painful to stay where you are. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're in that mode of deciding that maybe it's too painful to stay. Yeah, I think um, so. And so I think that, you know, part of the process has been for us this podcast. And I think it will, I hope, at least for a little while longer, it will continue to be because I think it's been really productive. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine in January when we started having this conversation and I, I don't think it would have happened, right? I mean, I think it's been a journey to get here. Yeah. And that the podcast has played a big part of in it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I kind of, I kind of feel like maybe I need to finish the books. <laughs> well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> and quit chickening out of of them. I'm out of fairy books to read anyway, so that's good. Um... <laughs> well, and you're opposite of me in that way. I love to read self help and self growth books. Yeah. But my problem is I don't, I don't, I, I gather a lot of information, but I'm not really good at implementing the things right. in the books. And yeah. what I love about her work is things like this, <laughs> like a clear, here's your 10 points. Yeah, <laughs> this is right. where you're at. This is what you need to do. How do you dig deep? What are you going to do? So it makes you get specific about it instead yeah. of just having these ideas, these general right. ideas that are floating around that. Um, I can't execute without a, a map. Right, you know? right. I like, I like that. And so I'm assuming that, because I haven't gotten to this part, in the Gifts of Imperfection, that she lays out each of those guideposts and talks more mm-hmm. about the process of moving from one to the other. Would mm-hmm. that be correct? Yeah, what you need for each one. and. Mm-hmm. Um, just little things at the end that she does to help her, you know, cultivate whatever that guidepost is. And right. obviously, you know, it's not going to be something we read the book and we're like, done. <laughs> Fix <laughs> Selling it. my artwork all over the place, bitch. <laughs> making lots of money. <laughs> Dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> not going to happen that way. Um, which is why I was kind of skipping around because I guess when I read Daring greatly seems to it's in that vulnerability is in the title. Um, But when you read the gifts of imperfection, first of all, for a perfectionist, that title right there scares you to death because you're like, gifts, (laughs) what? (laughs) There are no gifts, gifts, gifts. Um, (laughs) The title just frightens me. Right. (laughs) But I, I, you know, didn't realize that it correlated to being vulnerable. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And and I like that, how it builds on, it starts here and then it builds. Yeah. So um, people like us who are very afraid don't have to just look at it all at once. We can just take it and break it down baby into steps. Little, little bites. Little baby steps. Like what about Bob? Pieces. You know that movie? Baby steps, <laughs> yes. Bob. Baby steps. Baby steps. <laughs> um, and we can talk about how we're going to work on it later. You know, maybe we'll yeah. do uh 
Yeah, we don't have that many episodes in the season. We can't do an episode yeah. on each guidepost, but maybe we could do, you know, a couple. A couple. Maybe Long the ones that are our, in. obviously, perfection for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, maybe uh, we can do you that. know, anxiety one and the self-doubt one. Yeah. Yeah. Or something. And then revisit at the end of this year and see. Yeah. By then, we should be all the way over to fucking cultivating. I mean, we should Hell have it yeah. knocked out of the park by then. We should be writing our own fucking books about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brene's going to be calling us. Hey, hey. Melinda and Dion. Hey. I heard hey, you dorks. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop mentioning me in your podcast That's because right. everyone does a search and it it's pops up in yours. Bringing me down. <laughs> You're bringing down my street cred. All righty. Well, all right. That's a roadmap. It is. And it should be so much fun. So until next time, we have a week Um, ahead of us full of tears and gnashing of teeth and girding our loins and journaling. And and, and meditating and clenching and um, cleansing your colon. and. I'm clenching just my, my whole body, my liver, and everything's yeah, getting included. Just everything. It's not just, okay. yeah. Right. It's a whole body cleanse. Um, yeah. But until then, they can people can find us on Instagram at thisbpod. Feel free to send us a direct message if you know where you are on this journey, or if you're like a super boss babe, got it all figured out. You can let us know, and then we'll just hate <laughs> you forever. Or you can email because. us. Yeah. yeah. This be at this-b.com. Those are yeah. our two places. And any show notes, so we'll put lists, you know, a link to Brene's website and the inventory in the show notes, which will be wherever you get your um, podcasts. It'll be in the show mm-hmm. notes there. And, you know, feel free to feel free to like Rate, review, rate. There we go. Rate, mm-hmm. review, and subscribe mm-hmm. on your podcast listening app of choice and tell a friend about it. Maybe you have a friend who is going through some stuff and needs some levity. So, yes, reach out. Reach out, people. Yes, yeah, we'd love here. to hear from you. This is just a conversation, and we'd love to have it with someone else besides ourselves because, frankly, I'm sick of talking to Dion. I don't and, blame um, you. I, I could use a little fresh air yeah hey <laughs> melinda fuck you that's the end and there's that cold steely <laughs> facade that i've grown to love <laughs>